Jump on it. Jump on it. Amen, amen, amen. You can make your way back to your chairs for delight. Authority has really been on target here tonight. Put the icing on the cake in that last little bit when he made the statement. Man, basically, he was talking about stir me up, shake me, stir me. Man, I've not come to take the word of God and slap nobody upside the head with it, but we sure hope that it stirs us. Amen. I'm glad to be seeing tonight that we're serving the God that can do the stirring. Amen. The God that can do the stirring tonight. Got your Bibles? Amen. Turn with me to Acts, the 13th chapter. I'm going to read one verse in hearing. It's good to see all of you in the house of the Lord on Wednesday night. It is, it is a task. I understand. I know. I've worked. I've been where you're at. And the clock and different things. You know, all the other responsibilities and things of that nature from school and homework and work itself and feeding up and things of that nature. All that's still there on Wednesday evening, just like it is every other evening. Amen. But you, you make a mad dash and push and do what you can to be here. And we're so thankful. Let me say also we're thankful to have those on podcast. You might be surprised of the different ones that are listening. Some even of this church and others. And uh, we're going to start trying our best to acknowledge them. Pray for them. Pray for them today that God's hand and his ministering angels. Amen. Would reach out to them and touch them. Amen. So if you got your Bibles. some. Man, Acts, the 13th chapter, I'm going to read just this one verse in hearing, and you can be seated. And the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women, and the chief men of the city, and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas, and expelled them out of their coast. They got stirred up. Amen. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you, and we're so thankful for this opportunity. To come and to deliver your word and help us, help us, God, as your messenger to deliver the word of God. And it could find its place in every heart and soul and mind that's in this house. But not only that's in this house, but God, those that's listening through podcasts, that the word of God would reach out to them and minister and work, work in a measure that only your word can do it. Your anointing, amen, would be upon us and help us. And your fulfillment would be performed in this house and every soul and every heart and life as we ask us in no other name but in the lovely name of Jesus Christ we pray God bless you tonight love you appreciate you thank you brother Ford amen thank God for that stirring he's had already here tonight thank you for coming thank you amen our singers our instrument players and the saints of God each and every one of you Amen. You know, you really couldn't have church unless you're here. You could. Amen. But I could have done that all day long. We all stayed home. But, uh, man, it's a lot better when you show up. It's just a lot better, amen, to have people sitting in those chairs and have church together. Amen. And how much more, as Brother Ford mentioned, as we see the day approaching, to assemble together, to draw strength from one another. Amen. None of us is an island. No one can save themselves. We need one another. We need God. We need his touch. We need his anointing. Amen. And his touch in our lives and in our heart. Amen. I'm going to preach, amen, a little bit tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. We're living in a stirred up time. We're living in a stirred up time. Amen. There's people stirred up about all different kind of things. Some things are good. Some are not so good. Amen. Some, amen, some stirrings, amen, uh, it's going to cause some good. And some stirrings is going to cause some things that's not so good. Amen. Because when people get stirred up, it really depends on the individual. It depends on who stirred them up to start with. And then it depends on why they have been stirred. And then the, how they're going to respond unto that stirring and what's going to happen. You and I know in the last couple of years, you know, the demonstrations and the people that got stirred up in demonstrations. And, and for, for the most part, amen, we're not against demonstrations. We're not against voicing against some actions regardless of who the actions came from. Amen. If, they're, if they weren't right, if they weren't upright, they need to be dealt with. And But on the other hand, for the most part, most of the demonstrations most of the time, especially those in big cities and in the nighttime, amen, if you'll pay attention to that, hallelujah, most of those, amen, would lead to get people stirred up to do things that weren't godly, that weren't holy, that weren't upright. In fact, it couldn't really justify for the reason 
reason that they was there. In fact, many a times it would actually work against and almost destroy the reason or the purpose they was there. I want to be stirred. How about you tonight? I'm not happy where I'm at. I'm not content where I'm at. I want to be stirred, but not by the devil. Hallelujah. But I want to be stirred by God. I want to be stirred by the hand of God and the spirit of God. Uh, you could take almost any kind of medications and, and, and not all drinks, but a lot of drinks and things of that nature. Unless, say, man, you stir it up. It's really not good. You don't get the true elements out of it. You don't get the true results out of it. Now, there's some drinks you don't shake up, but there's some that you must. Uh, Andrew didn't know I was going to make mention and preach on this in this direction. Amen. But I got me an orange juice out just this week at the, at the hardware store. And he looked at me and said, hey, did you shake that thing up good? Amen. Seeing them little particles in the bottom. Amen. You got to shake it up. You're going to get the true benefits of it. I'm telling you, if it's ever been a time, we need a shaking up and a stirring up. But you know what? I want God to become the one that stirs me. And I want, me, I want him to stir me up for his purpose. I want him to stir me up for his election and for his call. And I don't want to just stop there. Because when you get God to begin to stir you up, he starts stirring up the old promises. He starts stirring up the old visions. He starts stirring up, amen, the old dreams. He starts stirring up old relationships and old companionships. He starts stirring up, amen, a move like we haven't felt in a long time. Brother Ford didn't have a clue what I was going to preach on tonight. But he talked about the breakout. That's when you get a stir up God. You serve to have a breakout any moment. You serve to have a move of God any second. You serve to have a visitation, amen, of somebody get the Holy Ghost, somebody being right. When you get a genuine stir up God in your life. No telling what's going to happen. There's no telling what's going to take place. Amen. You'll find it harder to sit in the seat. Amen. Then to sit on it and just sit there. Amen. When you get a stir of God in your life. Hallelujah. You'll find an excitement about coming to the house of God. When you get a stir of God. Amen. But you got to help us out tonight. I believe God wants to give us revival. I believe that whatever thing it's in me. I'm going to pursue it. In fact, the last few weeks I've been praying. I've called a few. Amen. And, and everything. Everybody seems to be busy. And everybody seems to be occupied in other places. Hallelujah. So you know what? I said, well, God. God, amen. Paul told Timothy, amen, as a pastor, amen, to do the work of the evangelism. So, God, I'll just do the work of the evangelism until he gets here. Hallelujah, because you're the giver anyway. You're the one that stirs us up. You're the one that anoint us. It's about you anyway. It's not about a certain individual and a certain man, even though I believe God's got one for us. And I believe it's going to happen by the grace and the mercy of God. But until that happens, you know what? You and I have got to endure. You and I, amen. But you know what? Before you ever send that man, maybe there needs to be a genuine stir in the body itself. But I'm here to tell you tonight, when God begins to stir things, honey, there's going to be some things stirred up that you ain't going to like. There's going to be some spirits stirred up that you ain't going to like. There's going to be some attitudes stirred up that you ain't going to like. Hallelujah. I tell you, our country's getting stirred up, but I want to catch myself stirred up in, the, in their favor and in their direction. I don't want to follow after some of them. I don't want them to influence me <laughs> or have an influence upon me. <laughs> oh, no. I want to do this God's way. You can be seated. I know it's Wednesday night, so uh, by the help of the Lord here, and I uh, probably got more than what I should, but we're going to do our best. Amen. You can watch even this particular stir in this particular chapter here. And we may come back to this in just a few minutes, but, but let me work on something a little bit. Let's work on the amen God himself. How God, God, God's amazing. When you begin to watch in the operation of God and how that he goes about even stirring. You know, God will stir people that you never dreamed that he would stir. Amen. To fulfill his purpose. To fulfill his word. Amen. God can stir up people. Amen. And get them moving in operations that they never dreamed. I know I preached just the last few, few weeks. Amen. About the workmanship. And, and we talked even from this particular chapter. And we talked about these individuals. That God would give them the spirit. Amen. To accomplish and achieve. And, and the pattern. And, and making the patterns for the tabernacle. And the work and the ability to do that. But you're going to notice something that works hand in hand. When you go to 
Exodus, the 35th chapter, the 5th verse. Amen. You're going to say, take ye from among the, uh, uh, you an offering unto the Lord. Whosoever is a willing heart. But you're going to notice something about a willing heart. Let him bring it an offering of the Lord, gold and silver and brass. When you begin to look at this chapter and you begin to read it and, and get into the depthness of it. Amen. This is God talking to, to Moses and promising him what's going to unfold and what's going to happen. And the individuals that's going to be moved. The individuals, amen, that's going to be gifted and talented. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. We got a lot of people, a lot of talent in America. We got a lot of gifted people, but they haven't been stirred up for the right reason and for the right purpose. Hallelujah. But oh, if we could just get them stirred in the right direction. Hallelujah. And get them stirred by the right one for the right purpose. And so here we understand that even though God was going to give them the talent and the skill and the ability. Amen. The 21st verse says they came and everyone whose heart stirred him up. Amen. His own heart. Hallelujah. God began to stir their hearts. Amen. I want to give. I want to sacrifice. I'm telling you God's not going to stir this church. Hallelujah. There's not going to be any dead beats. There's not going to be any dead dads. There's not going to be any dead moms. Ain't going to be any dead folks. If you've got the Holy Ghost I'm praying for a gin and stir. And I believe that some of the resistance I even felt it today and God had to remind me of the struggle and the spiritual battle I was in today. Hallelujah. What's going on? Hallelujah. The resistance of the wheel of carnality and flesh and the doctrines of men and ideals and opinion of men. But I'm praying, amen, for an old-fashioned moving of the Holy Ghost in Bendale, Mississippi. I'm praying for a God revival. A God revival that'll stir up the devil. A God revival that'll stir up, that'll stir up the drug addict. A God revival that'll stir up the alcoholic. The God revival that'll stir up that old dad that's abusive. Hard as a rock, mean as a snake, but stir him up. But you don't stir them kind of individuals up without some kind of resistance, without some kind of warfare, without some kind of battle. And so you and I better get stirred up too. I'm telling you, half-hearted, non-complacent, sitting back. I'm telling you, get trampled, amen, by the enemy. There's got to be something that stirs in us and we're going to win this battle. This church here is the most important church in your life. I believe in all the rest of them. I believe in going to them, supporting them. I believe we ought to go there and worship. But if I can't worship at this one, and I call this my home church, you can't expect God to honor you when you go somewhere else. You can't expect God to show up all of a sudden to stir up. Amen. Because all of a sudden, you that's just a show. That's just to put on. Hollywood's full of that. I'm not, I, I'm not interested in entertaining the flesh or man. I'm not interested in entertaining nobody. I'm not here for your money. I'm not here for any of them reasons. I'm here for we need an old-fashioned move of God. Amen. We need an old-fashioned move of the Holy Ghost. Because the only way that we're going to see men like Keith Berry feel with the Holy Ghost, we've got to have a God revival. Only way you're going to get amen to come out of the crevices and the dark places and the nonchalant, even some of us, we need an old-fashioned fashion moving and a stirring of God Almighty. Hallelujah. To stir up our hearts and stir up our minds and help us reshake ourselves and realize hey I've got to wake up or I'm going to wind up in a devil's hell. I'm going to wind up lost and undone. I'm going to wind up a castaway. Amen. If I don't get a stir of God in my spirit and in my heart and in my life. Amen. Because we can slowly but surely become calloused. Amen. Slowly but surely become blinded. Amen. Even Paul himself, hallelujah, had to take in consideration after preaching to others that he would become a castaway himself. Amen. I don't want to be disqualified. How about you? Hallelujah. I want to, I want to make it. Hallelujah. And so their hearts, amen, stirred him up and everyone uh, who his spirit made willing. And they brought the Lord's offerings to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation of all of his service and to all of his garments. And they came both men and women, as many as were, were willing-hearted, and brought bracelets and earrings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And rings and tablets and jewels of gold. And every man offered offered offerings of gold unto the Lord. Man, they, they began to realize this wasn't for us. This wasn't to deck us out. This wasn't to make us look good. Hallelujah. But God, help us to bring it out of Egypt. Hallelujah. But tell you something. God did call you out of the world to use your talent for yourself. But to use that talent, amen, to edify the body and glorify the head and fulfill the purpose of God at whatever sacrifice 
I don't care how many millions of dollars you had to give up. I don't care what kind of influence in the world. It, kind of, it don't make any difference. When the trumpet of God sounds, none of that ain't going to mean nothing. Hey, he loved the whole shot of the hell of a hot tire. Stir us up, Holy Ghost. Stir us up like we ain't never been stirred. Stir us, amen, to genuine worship and genuine praise. Our breaks of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Praise God. Going to see in the 25th verse. And all the women that were wise-hearted did spin with their hands and brought that which they had spun, both of blue and of purple and scarlet, of fine linen. And all the women whose heart stirred, stirred them up in wisdom, spun goat's hair, buddy. Man, they got stirred up. Hallelujah. We're doing this for the house of God. We're doing this for the tabernacle. Hallelujah, man. They found it a joy, a privilege, and honor. Hallelujah to get after it. Amen. To put this thing together. Amen. To see it happen. Hallelujah. So you know what? We got to be careful, though. What stirs us up? Who we blame who stirred us up? I'm telling you, there's some people. I just wouldn't get stirred up with them. <laughs> yeah. Watch what I'm trying to say here tonight. I'm just going to go through some, the word of God through some places about being stirred. You can go to 1 Samuel's, amen, the 22nd chapter. This is a time, amen, in, in David and Saul's life. And you're going to see some things, amen, begin to unfold in this 22nd chapter uh, of what being stirred and being used of God and to let God have his way. It's a time where, where Saul had went out when he heard where David was at out in the wilderness, and he was going to pin him down. He was going to hunt him down. He was going to look for him, amen, and try to kill him. And, and, but you know what? God, God arranged that David, amen, have the opportunity that he could take Saul's life. In fact, Saul come out with 3,000 men. The Bible says, amen, that in night came, nighttime it came, they put him in a trench. A trench actually means that they all encamped around him, Joab, amen, and all the people. And so, so Saul was kind of in the center, in the middle. So, so ever who would come into the camp would have to come by all of these 3,000 men, or at least one area, no, and try to make his way into the king, amen. And the Bible said that he took his spear and put it at his bolster, which means at the head, and had his cruise of water laying there also, and so when David observed and seen what Saul was up to, where he's headed, hallelujah, David moved upon a friend. It was actually Joab's nephew, if I understand the scriptures right. He says, anybody want to go down to the camp with me? Amen. It become nighttime. And so David makes his way down to the camp. Amen. To Saul's camp. Among them, 3,000, amen, soldiers is out to get him. And as David made his way down to camp, hallelujah, he makes his way there. The friend that was with him, amen tried to persuade David. He says, why don't you take him? Why don't you kill him? Amen. Why don't you try take his life and take him out? But you know what? Thank God David didn't listen to that friend. David didn't listen to him. He said, oh no. He said, I'm not going to touch his anointed. In fact, if you read the scriptures close enough, he goes as far as to tell him. He said, no. He said, God will take care of that. He said, it might be by war. It might be by a sword. Or he just dialed the scene. But that's going to be God's business. That's God's business say man to remove him not mind even though I'm anointed and I know I'm the next king hallelujah and, and watch this and as time goes on you're going to see even with Saul when it got down to Saul Saul accused the servants amen he said who who of you amen stirred up amen my own son that he would cause David to turn against me but you know what that was a lie amen none of the being hallelujah had stirred up Jonathan to cause David hallelujah I mean for Jonathan to turn against David that was a wrong hand that was the wrong vessel. It wasn't nothing but the hand of God and the will of God. Amen. For David to, be, to take on that anointing and, and become the next king. But Saul had got so mixed up and Saul had got so beside himself. Hallelujah. That he misunderstood what happened. Here's how the Bible puts it in 1 Samuel 22. And that all you have conspired against me. And there is none that showeth me that my son hath made a league with the son of Jesse. And there is none of you that is sorry for me or showeth unto me that my son hath stirred up my servant 
whatever that gets me. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. We got to watch in the time we're living. I'm telling you, everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken. Everything that can be moved is going to be moved. I'm telling you, there's an old-fashioned stirring that's going on across our land and in our world. And hallelujah, it's going to affect the church. And I'm telling you what, right now, even the church has got to be careful. And the scripture goes on, and I can show him to you a little later on. Paul warned us, amen, not to be hastily joining hands with another brother or another believer or whoever. Not be hastily, amen, to join with. You've been awake. You better make sure. You better pray about it. Hey, hey, what's this agreement? Where you headed? What you involved in? What you going to be involved? I'll tell you one thing. I'm involved in one thing, and that's revival. And I don't care who he brings in here, and I don't care who he feels the Holy Ghost. I don't care if you like him or if you don't like him. I don't care if they fit your pedigree or not. That don't have nothing to do with it. We need to be about the Father's business. We need to be about God's business. We got souls, amen, that's going to wind up in hell. And that's got to get a story in our hearts, a story in our spirit, a story in our lives that we can't just sit back idle, amen, pouting and boohooing and whatever, amen, and let people go to hell. This God can stir. It's amazing at times, amen, how he stirs and who he stirs. Amen. The, the situation I told you about a while ago is actually in 1 Samuel 26 chapter. But this situation is in 1 Samuel 22 and 8. And so when you get to the 26th chapter and you look at when David wouldn't take his advice. Amen. Listen to the 19th verse. Now, therefore, I pray thee. This is David talking to Saul. Let your Saul recognize his voice. Now, watch if you back up in that chapter. Go to see that David called Joab. The premier Bible gives a little notation about that. It says on this particular verse and another one. That there's a strong uh, uh, opinion that Joab had been advising and encouraging Saul. Because Joab was afraid of losing his place as an officer. If David ever became king. You do with that what you want to. <laughs> but, but watch what happens here. In this 19th verse. Now therefore I pray thee. Let my Lord the king. Now she's talking to Saul. Saul had called out to him. He called him his son. Amen. And talked about. Amen. How righteous he was. And things of that nature. And I may go back and touch some of that. But watch this. Hear the words of his servant. Amen. If the Lord have stirred thee up against me. Let him accept an offering. <laughs> this is David speaking to Saul. Saul, hey, if this is of God and God stirred you up, just let him accept an offering. We bring an offering. And we can, we can get this right. We can get this right between me and you. If this is a God thing, and God stirred you up to cause this disunity, then all we got to do is offer an offering. That's a lot deeper than you might want to admit tonight. But you ponder it and you think about it. The Bible's taught us about an altar with a brother. Amen. That when we come to the altar and offer, <laughs> offer our offerings. But if there's an altar, God can't accept that offering. And God can't respond to it. Until there's some unity. It's brought back together. Until that altar is dealt with. In a manner and a way that's godly. The scripture goes on and it's taught us, amen, if you've got an alt with a brother, go to them. If they're not willing to listen, go get you another brother and take them and say, hey, hey, we're going to try to iron this thing out. We're going to try to work this thing out. You can't reach to the point in the place after getting the two or three more. You can even bring them before the church. Why? That's what ought to be the heartbeat of every Holy Ghost filled child in this church and in this organization and in this body of believers all across the world. And somehow if we could unify. Somehow, and I'm talking about preachers. Somehow if we could get every preacher to start unifying. If we could every preacher start saying, you know what? Hallelujah, I'm going to unify with my brother. We're going to join together. We're going to get our differences ironed out. We're going to be big enough and have enough Holy Ghost in us. Hallelujah. Watch God us separate it. Hallelujah. We're going to get in the scriptures and in prayer and in the Holy Ghost and we're going to iron it out and we were going to do what seemeth good in the Holy Ghost because I'm telling you if we'll ever get to that place we can turn America upside down. It's the only hope America's got. It's not going to be an elected official. It's going to be a church. A church that decided to unify. A church that decided to die. A church that decided to say God stir me up at whatever cost. Stir me up God. Wake me up in the 
the nighttime, stir me up, God. Hallelujah. But I got out revival. If my family's going to be saved, if my neighbor's going to be saved, if my loved one's going to be moved, I've got to have a stirring. Basically, what David was telling Saul was, if the Lord had stirred up a man against me, was it this evil spirit that he has sent? We know the Lord had sent an evil spirit, a man to him. Watch this. Let him accept an offering. But if they be the children of men... If it's just out of meanness, if it's just out of malicious, if it's just out of jealousy, if it's not for the right purpose or for the right reason. Watch him, watch him as he goes on here. Cursed be they before the Lord, for they have driven me out this day from abiding in the inheritance of of the Lord. Did you get that? Oh God help us not to cause people to backslide. And lose the greatest inheritance of all. Especially when we allow jealousy or envy or strive. Or it had to be our way or no way. I'm telling you folks. We're treading on some very dangerous waters. But God wants to give us revival. Amen. An old-fashioned revival. A revival that causes us all to love one another. A presence of peace and joy and power that's in this house. Brother Brennan, it's not that everybody I know when they walk in the door. There's something here, buddy. There's a presence here and a power here. There's a unity here. The devil can't touch it. Hallelujah. I believe greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I don't believe the devil can destroy the church. I don't believe the demonical forces, amen, can overpower the church. I believe when the scripture says that we can build the, the church right against the gates of hell and the gates of hell should not prevailed. I believe I can have a devil as my neighbor and still, and still live for God and do what's right and pleasing in the sight of God. I still believe we can walk in the promises, amen, of his comforting and the promises of his peace and the promises of his joy. It's not God's heartbeat for there to be so much irritation and frustration and aggravation and irritation in the body of Christ in Bendale, Mississippi. That's not of God. It's not of the Holy Ghost. And it can't hinder us to hear him say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Stir us, God. Stir us like we ain't never been stirred. Stir us, amen. From the sole of our feet to the top of our heads. Stir us, God. Stir us. And go another place. <laughs> Goes on, he says. For he have driven me out this day from abiding in the inheritance of my Lord, saying, Go serve other gods. <laughs> He's basically telling Saul and Amen and anyone else that had a part. Including Joab. Where I'm at. What I'm having to encounter. He had to take his own daddy and mama. And put them in the place of Moab. And under the protection. And service of Moab. He had to be. He had to come into contact. And start you know, encountering. Idol worshippers. And gods of that nature. But you're going to notice something about David so much different from Saul. Amen. Saul found himself, he would actually call him, you know, the witchcraft in his end days. But David, David, regardless of how difficult it got, how hard it came on him. Amen. He never bowed or called on any other God. He knew that there was only one God. He knew that there's only one that can get him out of this and help him, amen, to deal with this circumstance and with this situation. 
If you look on in those scriptures, amen. If you drop, drop the next verse. Now, therefore, let not my blood fall to the earth before the face of the Lord. For the king of Israel is come out to seek a flea. As when one doth hunt a porridge in the mountains. You know what he's saying there? Amen. In those times and culture, and those, those, that geographical location, the porridge, amen. They didn't have bird dogs, and they didn't have means of this nature. Even the large beasts and wild beasts, they would dig pits and traps like that. But for the pottage, amen, is likened to the quail. What they would do is when they would find the quail, they would fluff them up. Hallelujah. And they'd watch them land and then they'd run and they'd seek them out again. Cause them to fly again. And they would do that three or four times until the word became weary. It finally reaches a point. Amen. It just doesn't want to fly. And then they would take a stick and They were simply telling Saul, man, you're the king with 3,000 men. And every chance you get, you come out here and you try to flush me out of my hiding place. So you may have an opportunity to take my life. We got to be careful with this. This right here can flush some things out. Say some things and do some things. Every idle word. The power's in the tongue. Life and death. It's in the tongue. For an individual or for other members of the body. <laughs> we got people crazy enough in the day that we're living in. So obsessed by themselves. Amen. That a certain part of their body. If it doesn't meet their criteria. <laughs> they'll spend millions of dollars. Trying to re readjust it and reshape it. We got people, amen, because they don't like this or like that. Amen. They're trying to cut it away or do this and do the other. If that happens in the natural, it's also happening in the spiritual. I'm telling you, God's talking to us. I'm telling you, God's trying to help us. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, everybody in this house is important. And everybody in this house has a right to go to heaven. And I don't ever have a right, amen, to kinder your right to go to heaven. Because I got some little petty thing that I want to hold on to. Because I got something that must go my way. Or, you know, it ain't going to go no way at all. I don't want to be that way. I want to be a team player. I'm the pastor, but I want to be a team player. I want to be a team player. Amen. I want to be a part of the fivefold ministry. Amen. That prays for the evangelists as well as the pastors. And prays for the prophets and the apostles. Hallelujah. The teachers. And prays for the saints of the most high God. I don't pray for them just in George County. But I pray for them in Africa. And I pray for them in Brazil. I pray for them in Russia. And I pray. I don't care what missionary worker. I don't care what organization they send them out of. If they preach in this gospel. And I say, God, you know. You know. I pray your blessings. I pray your anointing. I pray revival. I pray for the mega churches. God, I don't care if they're running 10,000. God, give them revival. Give them souls. Amen. They're just as important. Amen. Is that whole missionary worker? It don't make any difference. Amen. Pray God anoint us and bless us like never before. Amen. Don't, we wouldn't let envy or strive or bitterness to get a hold of us. I'm going to move on now in the Old Testament. How God would stir people and cause things to happen. Amen. When you go to 1 Kings 11 and 14. I think I forgot my watch. Anyway, okay. The Lord stirred up an adversary. Now watch this. God done as much stirring up the adversary and the enemy as he did his own people. God can't stir up the devil around here. Man, if we don't want to do right, if we don't want to get stirred up, if we want to be complacent and just, you know, any old way I do, God can stir up the devil around here to change that way. It'll cause us to do one of two things. It'll cause us to either draw closer to him or backslide. But I'm telling you, God's going to stir us up, but we're not going to stay where we're at. God's not going to let us stay in a lukewarm condition. I'm preaching to us. Hallelujah. I don't want to be a Democrat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Governed by the people. Hallelujah. I'm not asking to be a Republican either. But I am asking God to help me be your man. Help me be your voice. Help me, God, to be full of the Holy Ghost. Under your divine touch and anointing that we can preach the gospel. Hey, I'm telling you, I prayed only times today. I want to feed the lambs. I want to feed the sheep. Hallelujah. If you work three days and you, you're still faithful to come to the house of God on a Wednesday night, you deserve the very best. 
system. Hallelujah. Reach into your heart and reach into your soul. I didn't say you'd always like it. Hallelujah. It's like when you was four and five years old and mama, amen, put them vessels on the plate said you're going to eat them before you get the homemade ice cream. Hallelujah. You got to eat something good for you before you're going to eat anything else. Sometime along the journey, even on a Wednesday night, we just need an old-fashioned, amen, meal from God that'll stir up our hearts and stir up our mind because we don't have desire to be lost. We don't have desire, amen, for the devil to win. I don't want the devil to win. I want him to lose. The only way he's going to lose is I've got to get unified. i got to draw closer to God. Amen. And closer to my brothers and sisters. i got to have greater compassion and greater concern. i got to get a stirred up about it. i got to get a hunger about it. Hallelujah. Not just let, not, not let our singles just fall to the wayside. Not letting this one fall to the wayside or that one fall to the wayside. Not letting our little babies fall to the wayside. I see you praying, God, the Holy Ghost will get in this house. Amen. And our little babies say, I want it. I want the Holy Ghost. I want the Holy Ghost. I don't understand all of it, but I want it. It wouldn't just be something they got to have. It'd be something they'd want. God stirred their hearts until they want it. Until they want it. Set up a whole day. Without murmuring. And without complaining. Because when your heart's in it. When your heart gets stirred up. There's no such thing as too much church. Amen. When your heart gets stirred up, starting too early don't mean anything. Staying too late don't mean anything. When your heart gets in it, you're willing to sacrifice them. Amen. You may not get into bed to midnight, but that's all right. My heart's in it, and God's got it. I might make a C, but I'd rather make a C and be right with God than make an A and then lose my soul and my fellowship and relationship with God and putting that before God Almighty. I need education. You know I need more of it, and I'm for it. But I'm telling you, education cannot take the place of God and the affection to love of God. we got to have God and the stirring of God. And if God don't stir us, we're going to be lost and undone. If God don't stir this generation, it's going to be lost and undone. If God don't stir America, she's going to be lost and undone. She's so blinded. Amen. She ain't got a clue what sin is anymore. So you know what? They need a church. But we got to be more than just a sign on the side of the road. Sister Glenda, you've done an awesome job out there at that sign. It's looking good. And you know what? That's the way we want to blossom. <laughs> it's life in that, out there around that sign now, isn't it? <laughs> well, the winter days, it didn't look so. But look at it, spring. Revival. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah, there'd be some folks coming in here. You ain't smiled, hallelujah, in so long. But when the rival gets a kicking in, when the stirring gets a kicking in, son, you're going to smile like you ain't never smiled. You're going to put up, there's going to be a sparkle in your eyes. There's going to be a step in your step. Hallelujah, who said 100-year-olds can't come in here and worship and magnify God? Hallelujah, who says, amen, that we can't have revival? Who said we can't have revival? Who put Ichabod on the door? I'll tell you, God's still in the business of pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. God's still in the business stirring us up he's in the business I can show you a few places in the Bible here Amen. How that God, the Lord stirred up the, an adversary unto Solomon. Hey, die. Amen. The Edomite. Amen. The same chapter, the 23rd verse. And God stirred him up another adversary. Amen. <laughs> Against Solomon. Why? Because Solomon. Amen. God visited Solomon. He visited him two different times. Amen. To try to get him to turn. Try to keep him from getting those wives and go in that direction. But he wouldn't listen. In fact, God would have took the kingdom from him. But because of the sure mercies of David and the loyalty of David. Hallelujah. He wouldn't take the kingship from him. But he said, I'm going to take it from your sonship. Hallelujah. And you go back and read about those two adversaries. One of them, amen, was just a child of the Edomite. Hallelujah. Of Edom itself. Hallelujah. They thought, Joab thought, they annihilated him. They thought they had killed every single one of them. But this particular one was young and just a child had slipped away and made his way to Egypt. And when he got to Egypt, Pharaoh took him in. And Pharaoh Amen. Gave his his own wife's sister to, for marriage. Amen. To him, and he 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 done everything he could in Egypt to, to bless him and make him content and satisfied. There was no. The Bible says there was no reason for him to leave Egypt except God. Except God. 
God stirred him up. Except God stirred him to come out of Egypt. I got something I want you to do. There's some in this community today that don't even have a clink an idea tonight that they want to get out of the world. But you get the stirring of God. You get the stirring of the Holy Ghost. You get the stirring of the power of God. It'll quicken them and wake them up in the nighttime. It'll make them come to realization I'm lost and I'm done. God to move. We need the Holy Ghost to move. It's, it's, I'm telling you. Hallelujah. We need it, folks. We need it in Bendale, Mississippi. Hallelujah. Amen. To move and help us. Also, God, amen, can move and stir. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles 36 and 22 talks about the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia. Watch this. A pagan king, if you please. Amen. But what happened? God stirred him. Amen. The Bible said the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, the king of Persia. Ezra 1 and 1 and 3 talks about the same event. In the first year of King Cyrus, amen, of Persia, God stirred him up. Why? Because he was going to keep the words of the man of God of Jeremiah that a temple is going to be built. A tabernacle is going to be built. And God stirred up a pagan king, amen, to build that temple and supply the materials, amen, for it to happen and to transpire and for it to take place. Hallelujah. I'm telling you tonight, God wants to stir us up in Bendale, Mississippi. Hallelujah. I can take you to Hagar. Hagar comes on the scene. Hallelujah. After the Babylonian captivity and after the Jews got back. And hallelujah. And after, after Artectress and the, the resistance, amen, of building the tabernacle. Hallelujah. And all that resistance, they finally reached a place of complacency. And if you go back and read Hagar, and Hagar informs them, hey, you built your own house. You put your panels up. You got your house sealed. Watch this. Sealed there. Mint panels. Those panels were the same panels that Solomon had built the tabernacle out of for God Almighty. And so now they had their own houses built. They had their own places set up. And they was content and satisfied. And they kept telling one another, now's not the time. Now's not the time. I'm telling you, I've been here 25 years. And we've sung about it. We've talked about it. And we've done all of that. But until somebody gets to the place of getting so stirred of pushing that plate back. Hallelujah. And getting on their knees and calling on the God of the universe. Hallelujah. We can have revival. I don't, I don't know no, just man-made revival. I don't want slick shot coming in here. I want God's man to come. I don't care if he's a, he's a white man, a black man, a red man. I don't care if he's two foot tall or half. I don't make me any difference. All that matters, I want God's will. He's controlled the five-fold ministry because we've got to have revival. If we don't have revival, we're going to die, sweetheart. Lost and undone. Take again, take God. Watch him. He comes and brings it to their attention. Three and a half weeks from the first of the month to I think the 24th. He stirred them up, he stirred the people. Amen. To start building. The tabernacle, the house of God. To build this tabernacle for the kingdom of God. If you read on, you're going to see, he warned them. He said, the high priest said, notice something. Watch this. He, pre, he, he stirred up Zerubbabel, which was the governor, which is the civil government of their time. And also the high priest, Joshua, which represented the spiritual side or the religious side. He stirred both sides. If we'll get our side stirring, God will take care of the other side. <laughs> Some of your own elected officials. There's a stirring going on in this county right now. How many of you heard about it? It happened. It happened. How long has Henry Cocker been in? About 16 years, 20 years? It happened that long ago. They're going to put it right beside my house. A waste management place. A medical Waste management place. They want to put an oven in the industrial park in George County that they can haul in all the medical waste from Alabama and Florida and all different directions. Bring it on these highways with all the corona infections and everything else. And it's all about money. Thank God there's a couple already saying no. For what I understand, that's all we need. But you know what? If we just sit back, if we don't get stirred up, if we don't get involved. Now, we got involved the last time. You know why? Because they boarded up to my land. Hallelujah. And so the man paid me a visit. 
Hallelujah. And when he did, we didn't just sit back quietly and saying, well, it'll be all right. It's probably good for the business. Let them buy that 500 acres. It don't matter what they're hauling in here. I don't want you smoking pot around me. Let's buy some of that stuff. Huh? I don't want people just blowing smoke in my face from cigarettes. Let's much some of that stuff. But if we just sit back and just let, well, it don't matter. There's a better way to make money than that, honey. There's a better way, amen, to accomplish things. If America would wake up and quit selling themselves out to flesh and carnality and casinos and all that mess and sell ourselves back out to God, God could take a little and make much out of it. But I'm telling you, America's being blind. And if the church don't wake up, it's more about the money, amen, than it is about God. It's more about influencing one another and backing one another instead of pleasing God. have mercy. I want to please God. I'm not against nobody in this house. I'm not against nobody in this community. I'm really, I'm not. But we got to do what God wants us to do. We got to do it God's way. There's many a stirrings that took place. Amen. I know I done read one to you. I don't have, I don't have a clue. Somebody, you help me out. If it gets 830, I'll quit. Acts 6 chapter talks about a time with Stephen. The church hadn't been around very long at all. Amen. But in this sixth chapter, you're going to read where a man by the name of Stephen, as he preached unto them and talked to them, amen, about who they were and where they come from and who the God was and who Jesus Christ was. Amen. But after doing all of that, Acts 6 and 9 picks it up this way. But there arose certain of the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of the Libertines, the Cyrenians, and Alexandrians. Hallelujah. Those that had come to dispute against Stephen, they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. We need to hear that. Hallelujah. The wisdom and spirit. I don't want the spirit of the world. I don't want to take on the battle of the spirit of the world. Hallelujah. But I don't have God's spirit. I want to have God's anointing. Hallelujah. I mean, I want to be such a, a presence of God, a, a hand of God upon this place. That's the best thing to keep the devil out. That's the best thing to keep darkness from overwhelming us. That's the best thing, amen, to keep, keep us from getting disgruntled. Hallelujah. About this and about that. Hallelujah. I found out how the more drunk I get in the Holy Ghost, I'm not problems don't bother me near as much. I don't have near the problem sleeping. I don't have near the problem, amen, worried about finances or health problems or anything else. Hallelujah. Nah, not if you get drunk on the Holy Ghost. You lose a lot of cares and heartaches and disappointments. You'll start dancing with people you never dance with. I know none of you have been to a bar and dance floors and none of that. But as the night gets longer and the drunker they get. Hallelujah. First news, you know, they be drinking right through dancing one another. Man, you're the best looking thing, good looking thing. Well, that's a good. They won't even hear me. <laughs> you get drunk enough in the Holy Ghost, son, you can dance with the devil. You'll have the devil dancing with you. Huh? Ah, you have the devil worshiping this God. He believes in him and he fears him. And he knows good and well that he's a loser. And he's going, that's the reason. Watch this. Watch this. The devil knows he's a, he, his voice. Have you ever heard people talk, make that statement? When they're going out to kill people. And so, I heard a voice. Amen. To kill him, to kill him, to kill him. Amen. That's a voice of the devil. They give God the credit, but that ain't the voice of God. That's a voice of the devil. You know why? Because he's going to die. Amen. Because he, he's nothing but a murderer and the father of all lies. And he's out to destroy each and every one of us. And it doesn't matter how. He goes about doing it. He doesn't matter how much he's got to have, you know, to, to stir up. I told you, it's gonna be some things stirred up we ain't gonna like. It's gonna be some feelings stirred up we ain't gonna like them, but they gotta be dealt with. The pure in heart. It's gonna see God. Hey God. Said, ask the priest. Said, if you take clean bread and put it actually it's in the folds of the skirt and you walk by other meats other things and touch them will it make them clean and the priest said no it won't make them clean well you can't can you take the clean thing and brush by or touch the unclean will it make it unclean Man of God said, it'll make it unclean. Here's the deal. They was going through the motions and the actions. But their heart wasn't in it. 
was just a Pentecostal front. And he wasn't gentleman. When you have the real love of God in your heart, when you have the real love for humanity, for souls, you'll be very careful what you say. Here or even in public. Because you're afraid you might offend one. And then you've got to answer. Oh, I've heard them. I've heard some say, well, that's just this. Now, yeah. You believe all that you want to. But I'm telling you, that ain't God's will. It's God's will for us to be sanctified, cleansed, purged, and washed. It's God's will for us to pull together and join together. There's no greater bondmanship than the love of God. Bind us together. If God's love can't bind us together, nothing will. God's love can't hold us together, nothing else will. I could have went back all the way through Haggai, all of his writings and chapters. You know why? Haggai was sent to stir them up. Got to stir them up. And you know what? When God began to stir them and they, they heard the voice of Hagar, <laughs> the governor, the priest, and all the people, in three and a half weeks, they went to work building the temple. It didn't take long. Not if we got an ear to hear what the Spirit sang to the church. Not if we got an ear to hear what it sang to me as an individual. Not if I got an ear... I want to be that part in this kingdom and body of believers that God wants me to be. In particular, I want to be that in particular part that he wants me to be. And I'm not going to be jealous because I'm not this part or that part. I'm not going to be jealous because I can't preach like Brother Floyd Odom. I'm not going to be jealous because I don't have the, 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 the recommendation, amen, of Larry Booker. Amen. Or maybe some of the younger men like Nathaniel Urshan. Amen. Or Cody Marks. Hallelujah. Or some others that may be out there. No, I'm going to stay faithful right where I'm at, and I'm going to give it my best, and I'm going to do my best to please God. And whenever a member of this church are getting the same way, I ain't going to have to sing like so and so, or play like so and so, or look like so and so, or preach like so and so, or pray like so and so. I don't have to do none of that. What I've got to do is find my place in God and the call of God and the body of God and please the head. If I please the head, it doesn't matter what everybody else's opinion about it, including the church. The only one that's going to matter, amen, is God Almighty, because I want to find my place, because nobody else can take that place. Nobody, amen, can bring, amen. What I can bring, amen, to that place and to that point because he's the one that fashioned us. He's the one that molded us. He's the one that's shaping us. Now you watch this. The Bible says we're his house. But where's the glory really go to? Does the glory go to the house or does it go to the builder of the house? Let me ask you something. Are we just going to try and press this community, amen, with our signs and our buildings, our pretty parking lot? Are we going we gonna, to we gonna let them see the true love of God and the power of God and the flowing of the Holy Ghost and where the real blessings are at and where the real power Hours at and where the real anointing's at, and when we walk in the highways and the byways, we're not just like any group, we're not just another religious set, amen, on the side of the road. No, there's something abiding and dwelling and burning in us, hallelujah, that'll turn this world upside, that'll stir our community. We hope for this community is for. You and I to get stirred with the right motives, the right spirit, the right attitude, and for the right purpose. And if we'll do that, now there's going to be some more stirring. Just like God, I'm addressing here. When you go to the book of Acts, it happens many a times. Amen. In the book of Acts. It happened with Stephen. Amen. They stoned him. <laughs> Martyred him. Killed him. Amen. I could take you back to that 13th chapter. Amen. What took place there. Paul. And then made their way to Antioch and preached the gospel. He told them of the history and where they come from. Moses and David and and Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and the Sabbath, he tells them all in his message. Amen. But watch this. 
Hallelujah. It was the Jews that got stirred up. It was the Jews that got frustrated. And finally to the point that, that Paul has addressed them and bring it to their attention that you're rejecting the gospel. You're rejecting the word of God. Amen. You're going to be lost and undone. Another place further on in the book of Acts, he enlightens that. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. God, help us not to reject the gospel. Help us. Amen. If it's ever been a generation, I want to hear the commandments. I want to hear the statues. I want to know the principles. I want to walk in the power of them at whatever cost, God. Hallelujah. Whatever sacrifice we got to make. Stir me up, God. I don't want to miss it. But more important, God, I don't want to just miss it. I want to help somebody else make it. I want to help somebody else be victorious. I want somebody else to come down, digging themselves out of that miry clay. I want somebody else to be called out of that darkness. Amen. To experience this love experience called Pentecost. Hallelujah. There's no experience like it on the face of the earth. But I'm going to tell you something. We can't just let it dwindle away and die dry up in our lives. Ladies know what I'm talking about. Some of you men. You can't make a good chocolate pie. But you're taking crush and taking dry cocoa and eggs and sugar. And just throw it in there. Shove it in the oven. Watch this. You can't take the word of God and affect you if you don't take faith and mix it. Sometimes we got to take the good with the bad. But if we take the, the bad with the good, guess who's coming out? That's the reason all things work to good for them that are called and chosen and love God. It'll work out. I didn't say life would always be good. I didn't say you're going to be without trials and tribulations. The book of Acts is full of it. Amen. Thrown in dungeons. Hallelujah. Persecuted. Stoned. One thing after another. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you what. They had revival. They also had open, blinded eyes to be opened. And deaf ears to be unstopped. They watched the lame leap. They watched, amen, those as bound by witchcraft and things of that nature. Being delivered and set free. And we can do the same thing. But I'm going to tell you something. We've got to be at a stirring in our hearts and our minds and our spirit if we're going to see it happen. Lord bless you. You can stand. I know my time's up. Amen. You can go into the 14th chapter and you're going to see there. It finally reached a place with, with Paul's preachings there. And when he came past Iconium, he came into the synagogue of the Jews and so spake great multitudes, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks believed. And the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil effective. That's what happens. Amen. Here's what I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Even from this message. Hallelujah. You better watch out. God's going to stir us one way or the other. He's either going to stir us into his will and his direction. Hallelujah. We're going to become evil minded. It's going to affect our minds and the way we think and the way we think it ought to go. But God's got this thing. This is his church. He can take me out of here tonight. He can take me out of here whenever he gets right. It's his church. Hallelujah. It not, not, not my, name, my name on that sign don't mean nothing. The only name on that sign that means anything is the name of Jesus. And God, watch this. And anybody else's name that's in this house, it don't mean nothing. I don't care what your name is. I don't care what your last name is. I don't care if, amen, if you was the first one that put the first shovel full, amen, or dirt and move this, amen, to build this thing. All of that don't mean nothing, amen, as far as in this area. All that really matters, amen, to have revival, God have your way. God have your way. Have your way. And I don't want to be in the way. I want to be in the way that you want me to be. But I don't want to be in the way that you don't want me to be. To the point in this 14th chapter. Long time, therefore, abode they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the words of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided. Part held with the Jews and part with the apostles. Fifth verse. When there was an assault, they got violent. Something's going to be charged with an assault. Made both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully. In other words, they began to abuse them and to stone them. I know sometimes this can be dangerous. But you know what? If we're going to make it, we've got to have a stirring. Got to have God to stir us. I don't know just how it all, what all is going to cover. I don't know what all is going to be stirred up. 
I don't know. I just know if we'll just stay in his hands. If we'll just stay, stay with the fire. He knows how to stir it. He knows how to stir it to the point that all the dross and all the impurities will just keep floating. And keep burning out. Keep ascending up. Hallelujah. Until finally it reaches that place. What they call the pure silver. You know how the, the guy knows it's reached this place? It's when he can look into that pot of silver and see his own reflection in it. If you can see your reflection in this church, that's all that matters. I don't care if we're living from paycheck to paycheck. I don't care, but watch this. I'm going to tell you something else he's working on me about. Amen. We'll preach it sometimes. The field. The field. you got to buy the whole field. Why? Because the whole field, the treasure's in the field. What's in the field? There's buildings and buildings. It's not just buildings. There's going to be lives in those buildings. There's going to be instructors in those buildings. And that's going to bring forth children. That's the real treasure. Amen. That I can take them and use them and anoint them and direct them. Amen. To be vessels of mine that can walk in the power and the love of God like this community and like this nation hadn't seen really. Hallelujah. Like we need to. I'm telling you, the field, we got to buy it all. And then we got to make the Oh God, yeah, but I know that's far out there. I know that's way out yonder. But I know, amen, God that can do it. Hallelujah. If we'll just be willing just get stirred up. If we'll just be willing to say, amen, God, I want your image. I want your life. I may not fulfill my dreams, but oh God, if I can fulfill my daddy's dreams. That's all that matters. That's all that's going to matter. When it's said and done. But it's all said and done. I don't know if. Why don't we just take a moment. I don't have a clue what time it is. I don't. But I pray this message we get in our hearts. I pray this message we get in our spirit. I pray that this message we get in our minds and in our conscience. Our conscience. We got to have a clean conscience. We got to have a pure conscience. Toward God and toward one another. We need you, God. Let's just take a moment and talk to him. You, you can do it right. You, we add, want to come, whatever. But God, we want your touch. We want you to stir us. We want you to stir us like we've never been stirred. Stir our souls. Stir our minds, our hearts, our spirit. Help us here tonight, Lord. Help us with the Holy Ghost. Help us with your touch, God, in our lives. Your touch in our spirit. Stir up the gifts, God. Hear me, amen. Hear me. Hear me, church. Hallelujah. Hear me, church. God wants to stir up some gifts in this place. They're laying dormant. They're laying, they're laying kind of off in corners and places. Kind of just floated to the side now. And kind of just against the brim and just laying there. But when God begins to stir, honey, hallelujah, some things are going to start circling. Hallelujah. There's going to be some bad, but watch this. There's going to be some good things. There's going to be some callings and some gifts and some anointing. Amen. It's been laying dormant. Hallelujah. But we're going to do it God's way. By God's mercy and grace and compassion. God help us do it your way. Stir up what you want to stir up. Hallelujah. Anoint us the way you want to anoint us. Pour your spirit out upon us and pour your spirit through us. Help us see revival, God. Help us see a move of the Holy Ghost. Help us to humble ourselves unto your touch, unto your heart, to your will. Touch our people out in broadcast, God. Touch them with your hand of grace and mercy and touch them. Touch them, God. Draw us, God, closer to thee, that we might be your servants, that we might be the vessels of our time and generation. Stir us up like we've never been stirred, Jesus. Oh, God, we need you to stir us. We need you to stir us, God. Stir us up. Stir us, Paul told Timothy. Amen for that gift to be stirred in him. Peter warned us. He said, hey, by remembrance, I want to stir you up. By putting you in remembrance. Hallelujah. Stir up your pure mind. Hallelujah. Come on, folks. Let's let our pure minds be stirred. Let's let the pureness of our heart be stirred. Let's let the pureness of our spirit be stirred. Let's don't let the devil stir things. Let's let God stir it. Let's let God do it. Let's let God do it his way and his time and his season. Hallelujah. Let's let it be the Lord's way. We love you, Lord, in this house tonight. As we worship you and magnify and exalt you in this house, God. You're our keeper. You're our provider. You're, you're the supplier of our every need, God. Lord, we thank you for this church. I thank you for every soul of this church. Every individual of this church. I plead your blood over their souls. 
I pray your will in their lives. You help us, God. We need your help, God. We need your help to be a watchman. We need your help, God, to pastor. We need your help, God, to preach and to pray and to intercede and see the operation of God in Bendel, Mississippi. You help us tonight, Lord. Help us, God, as we leave this place tonight. Help us, God, that this, this message, it would get a hold of us. It would stir us like we've never been stirred. It help us, God, to walk in your light, to walk in your truth and become the vessels that's called by your name and sealed by your spirit and washed by your blood. Help us be soul winners. Help us, God, to be the soul winners of our community. In the lovely name of Jesus, we pray. In the lovely name of Jesus, we pray, God. Jesus, help us. Help us. Take God to stir even our conscience. We're living in a, in a world today that's it's became very calloused. Things that she used to blush at, she don't think nothing of anymore. Things that we wouldn't be caught dead doing. They're preaching them into heaven now. America's conscience has become sheared. You can't hardly move it. Because she became so entertained by Hollywood. And even all the different avenues of religion and preachers and things of that nature. It's taken its toll, ladies and gentlemen. It's taken its toll. But God's going to send us a stirring. He's already doing it. That COVID deal wasn't just, that was more of a God thing than anything else. Like it or not. That winter coming down into Texas, doing what it done. Shut down a big old plant, froze those big old pots, busted them. Caused prices to shoot out the roof. Can't get PVC. All of a sudden, with no big hair, you ought to see the look on someone's face. When they can't, all of a sudden, I can't sell them a piece of two-inch PVC pie because I don't have it. hadn't had it in two or three weeks. Inch and a half. And not sure when we're going to get it. I'm telling you, God can shut this thing down if he gets ready. <laughs> oh, God, they would be. Now, watch this. It doesn't always take the majority. God's mercy and grace in hand to move. But if just my people which are called by my name humble themselves, turn from their wickedness, and pray, I'll heal the lands. Folks, I'm telling you, we, it's, it's at our fingertips. It's in our possessions. It's right here every time we come here. But if we're not careful... Time and busyness and all that, we just take it for granted. And we'll get more excited to go into a deer hunt than we will come to the house of God. We'll get more excited going on a fishing trip or, a, or, or some shopping trip or something than we would be in the house of God. I'm asking us to help us in Bendale that we'll enjoy praying. And I'm talking about a prayer that moved this God and his favored mercy and compassion and will into our lives from the youngest to the oldest. All of us. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Really do. Pray for me. I'm going to pray for you. God would work with us, work through us. God wants to give us revival. God wants to give us an old-fashioned stirring. Let's let him do it. You've been invited to join, amen, Brother Jared and Sister Deanna, amen, and wedding, May the 15th, 4 o'clock, right here at this church. Looking forward to that. It's not but just a couple of weeks off. How many days? Ten days. Counting them down. Amen. I don't blame them. 
Hallelujah. So you're invited. Come be a part of that. That's 4 o'clock. That's on a Saturday evening, May the 15th. God bless you. Any other announcements? All right. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.